0: Today's scripture reading will be taken from Luke 3, 7-9. Then he said to the multitude that he came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bring forth therefore fruit worthy of repentance, to begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham, or a father, for I say unto you, that God is able to those stone to raise to these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. and now also the axe He laid unto the root of the tree for every tree therefore, which bringeth not forth fruit, to hoon down and cast into the fire. Here endeth the reading of God's holy word. Happy Sabbath. It's so good to be with you guys. We were on vacation. I don't know about you guys, but don't you enjoy vacation? Yes, it's good to be with your family. We went down to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. Anybody ever been to Mammoth Cave? Well, yes, you were there. Anybody else at Mammoth Cave before? Okay, I see some. It's the largest cave in the world. It's incredible. I mean, we just went through a small sliver of it, and it was just massive. That's why they call it Mammoth Cave because it's so huge. But what was fascinating is there was not a single one of those. You know when you go to a cave, you're expecting all those creations, those little, what do you call them? Stalactites and things like that. Yeah, there wasn't one in the entire cave. And this is one of the oldest caves. And so they said it's actually a myth, what they, they, they brainwash you to think that this is normal for a cave. Mammoth Cave is completely sealed. And so because it has a good roof, it doesn't receive that. The waters formed it through the rivers that ran underground. And it's just an incredible system, but there are none of those cool looking features. It's just this huge mammoth cave, and so it was such a pleasure to be just with the family. It refreshes your soul, and it's so good to be back with you guys today, and so I hope you're all feeling really wonderful, and you just got your Happy Meal story, so you're excited and ready for church service. Let's pray again, would you? Father in heaven, I just wanna thank you for the Bucks County Church. I wanna thank you for those that are online, that are watching, I wanna thank you for our children. Lord, we couldn't uh, have any hope if it wasn't for these children that you are moving and, and that you are leading in our church. And Father, for the youth and for the young adults and Lord, for the, um, the, the middle aged and the older ones as well, Lord, we need everybody, we're all together. Lord, we want to pray for those that aren't here today. We miss them and we want them to be with us. Lord, some are sick, some are bound at home because they can't leave. And others, Lord, we've anointed with your holy oil and we've asked for your spirit and for your power to heal them. But most importantly, Lord, we're looking forward to the day when there's no more sin or sickness or death. Thank you for the gifts of the spirit that you've given to us. And thank you for speaking to us as we've been asking you What is it that you want us to do? I thank you for hearing that prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so the message today is what then should we do? And Kamisha did such a wonderful job reading that opening passage. We're going to look at it once again. I guess I think we're going to. There we go. Luke chapter 3, verses 7 through 9. Who knows who was speaking in Luke 3? Who was speaking in Luke chapter three? Anybody? How about Luke? Luke. Okay. Luke is recording who was speaking. Yes. But who was it? Go ahead. John the Baptist. That's right. Man, Caleb has all the answers. This one little girl here calls him mini pastor. <laughs> Luke chapter 3, John is speaking and he says these words. And he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, he called them something very interesting. He said, Brood of vipers. You guys can just advance that for me if you would. Brood of vipers. How many of you guys want to be called a brood of vipers? No? Doesn't sound very pleasant, but John wasn't being mean. I mean, I want you to think about it. In the garden, when Adam and Eve had sinned, right, God was asking them a question, wasn't he? Where are you? And they started to bicker and complain and accuse and all sorts of things instead of just admit that they were sinners, right? A brood of vipers, they messed up. And these were people that were coming to be baptized. So John was sitting there saying to them, who warns you to flee? I mean, I want you to think about it. There is a coming destruction. And the question is, who warns you? Why are you here? What is the purpose that you have in this whole great controversy, this war between Christ and Satan? Where do you fit in? And who's talking to you? Do you hear God's voice? Has he warned you to flee? Has he told you it's becoming as it was in the days of Noah? Are you hearing the voice of God? And so they're responding and they're not taking offense to his words because they recognize the people. And when we look at who they are, you'll notice that they recognize they've not been living their life the way they should. That's why they're there. Because John has something to offer them and they're in expectation. They realize the times are changing. Something is happening. God has sent this man with a message. And so when he calls them a brood of vipers, I don't want you to look at it like he's got this anger in his voice. But he's looking at them with care and compassion and saying, who warns you? He's directing them not to himself, but to the voice of the one who is often Neglected, right? We often get looking at the person, the deliverer, and that's what they were doing. They were looking at John and saying, could he be the Messiah? Could he be the one that we've been expecting? Instead, he wanted them to hear the voice of God, the very voice that sent John to baptize. Then he says to them, verse eight, therefore, bear fruits, what? Worthy of repentance. You know, today, we're gonna have our little happy meal. I'm not gonna forget that. We're gonna have our little happy meal together, but there's, there, is a, there is a gift. The gift is not one that you're gonna get tired of, hopefully, in five minutes, but a gift of eternity, the gift of the precious Son of Jesus Christ. He gave himself, And the question is, what then should we do? Right? What should we do in response to what's been given to us? He doesn't want you to say we've been Seventh-day Adventists all our lives. Right? That's the same thing they were saying. We have Abraham as our father. In fact, at certain points when Jesus was talking with the scribes and the Pharisees, they would say, we have no need of repentance or these things. We're children of Abraham. Go talk to the Gentiles. Right? But no, guys, the message is to us. We are that brood of vipers. We hurt each other sometimes with what we say. We hurt each other by the way we act around each other, don't we? And God says, who warns you? Why are you here? What is your purpose? What are you trying to accomplish? What does God want from you? Then he says, even now, verse 9, the ax is laid to the root of the trees. What happens if you put an ax to the root? You're going to kill it, right? Is there something in my life that needs to die? And I'm not talking about just, you know, I try really hard and I, I start making some sort of dietary change or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? When God needs to get down there and, and, and really get to the root of what is going on in my life, what is keeping me from hearing the voice of God? I want him to just get right down to the bottom of it. Don't you? Let's cut those roots. Let's get rid of it. Because God says if, if you don't get rid of that thing in your life, He's telling you he's going to cut you down. And that's not a threat. What he says is, look, I made you for a special purpose. Every one of you have a purpose. God gave you gifts. And he's expecting you to use them. And he says if a tree that's planted to bear fruit bears no fruit after some time, you cut the tree down, don't you? It's good for nothing. God says, look, I've, I, I've, I've watered you, I've fertilized you, I've cared for you, I've given you sunshine and rain, I've given you all the right ingredients, but if you're not bearing fruit, so what does that mean? What does it mean to bear fruit? What do you think that means? Mini pastor? <laughs> to what? Can you say that louder? To turn people to Jesus. I like that. You want to come up here and speak? (laughs) To turn people to Jesus. You know, the fruit that you have is what you do. And and there's a lot of messages that talk about it's not about your works and all this stuff. And and they're 100% right. But where they're 100% wrong is it it is about Jesus' works through you. Don't forget the importance of works. If Jesus is in you, he's gonna do the works that he does. Does this make sense? And so works have a big importance as long as they're not, it's you apart from Jesus. That's when it's problematic, right? That's when it's no value and it's not anything good. But God wants to put works in you. He wants to do things. He wants to change things in your life so that you can be useful. Useful for what? so we can have a, a beautiful church, so we can have a wonderful choir, or, you know, group up here in the front singing, a praise team, what does God want? Do you know? What does he want from you? Have you asked him? Have you spent the last two weeks asking God, what is it that you would like me to do? It's a prayer that God loves to hear. It actually causes God to just (sighs) relax. Because he's been trying to get your attention since the moment you were born. Every day, trying to reach you trying to tell you you know what day by day I want to lead you God led the children of Israel he told them when to stay he told them when to go God wants to guide every part of your life for you young ones one day you're going to grow up and he wants to lead you to a woman or a man to unite together with For the ones that are really young, he wants to lead you in proper, you know, steps so that you can get good character so that you can grow up and you can hold a good job and you can take care of a family. He wants, for us that are a little bit older, he wants us to be doing something. So the question is, what does he want? I could tell you he doesn't want you to just be a professional sitter. That is not what God is asking of you. We're really good at that. Some of us, we've got some extra good padding so we can sit there for a long time. But God doesn't want us as sitters. We aren't babysitters, we're not just here to do programming for the kids, are we? We want good programming for the kids, don't we? Do you guys want good programming, good classes, materials? Yes, you want it. But that's not our whole purpose in just coming here and doing programming. So the question is, what then should we do? Let's see if we can't get anything else from God's word. I I like God's word, don't you? Luke chapter 3. So let's go on a little bit further. It says, verse 10, if you guys want to catch up with me there. It says, so the people asked him, saying, what shall we do then? Do they sound upset or offended? No, that's a very logical question. They're saying, look, what is it that is expected of me? What should I do? It's a question that you can freely ask Jesus anytime. And you know what? You'll get a response. Watch what happens here next. Verse 11. John is speaking and he answers them and says, remember this is the people asking, this is the congregation asking, he said to them, he who has two tunics, let him give him who has what? None. None. And he who has food, let him do what? Likewise. So what was the response to the people? What could they do? They could share generosity, right? They could be uh, givers, right? Is there something you could give? Maybe if you go into your home, is there maybe some things you've been kind of stuffing away and taking up space that maybe someone else that doesn't have something you could give? Is that something that maybe God might tell you as you're cleaning your house one day? You might go, hey, you know what? I don't need two coats or I don't need 15 pairs of shoes or I don't need this or that, right? So maybe someone else who doesn't have one might need something, okay? Well, another group comes to them. Verse 11, or I'm sorry, verse 12, the tax collectors. They're there too, right? So the tax collectors came and they wanted to be baptized and said, teacher, what shall we do? So what would John tell the tax collectors to do? Those people who do our taxes. (laughs) It says here, and he said to them, collect no more than that which is appointed to you. In other words, what is he telling them? Don't cheat? cheat. Be fair? Right? Are Are these difficult things? But do we need to be reminded? Yes, so the next comes along um, is the soldiers, verse 14. It says, likewise, the soldiers asked him, saying, Well, what should we do? The response was, Do not intimidate. Do sometimes we intimidate people? Do not intimidate or what? Accuse falsely. What is that when you accuse someone falsely? You're not being just, right? Right? So be just. What else is he saying? Be content. That's a tough one. Be content with your wages. So these things, I don't want you to get them mixed up with the gifts of the Spirit. This right here was simply those that were preparing for the water baptism, right? These were the first steps. Be kind, be generous. These these are things that you do when you recognize the voice of God that you are fleeing from the wrath to come. These are just simple things that every Christian should be doing. Right? Every week you should be reminded of these things and be like, hey, am I being kind? Am I being, you know, generous to others? Am I showing justice? Am I being content in my life? But God wants more than that. John was simply preparing the way. For what? For who? What did John have to say to them about when they were expecting these great things? John says to them something very profound. Watch what he says as we continue on. Let's jump down to verse 16. It says, John answered saying to how many? To all, to the tax collectors, the soldiers, the people, Right? To everybody that had come to him, he says to all, I indeed baptize you with what? Water, Water, but one mightier, wiser, one more powerful than I is coming. Right? He was pointing them at first to, are you listening to the voice of God because I want to prepare the way. You need to get rid of these things that could be a hindrance from hearing the voice of God. So hindrances could be not being kind, not being generous, not being just, being intimidating. All these things could hinder you from getting the proper answer from God of what exactly he's called you to do. Are you following? Because we want more than just some changes to our character and our personality, don't we? We wanna be living full of the fruits of the Spirit of God. Yes, lasting happiness. Something that McDonald's can never give us. But Jesus can, Jesus can. So jump down now to verse 21. It said, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that who also was baptized? Jesus was baptized, I love that about Jesus, this one who's mightier, this one who is greater than all the prophets before, this one who is the master teacher was not one to just say, you do it, but I'm not going to. Jesus was baptized, he humbled himself. The one without sin got into the water as an example of getting all the sin washed away. He put his hands into the hand of another man and allowed him to lower him into that watery grave. Isn't that incredible? And what happened when Jesus was baptized? It says, and while he prayed, the heavens were opened My friends, when I asked you, and it wasn't me, I want you to understand, God put on my heart, and he was moving on our elders' hearts, and and he moved upon all of us as we came up with these things. We prayed about what it is that God would want us to hear at each particular period of time throughout the year. And so as we did that, God said, hey, I want you to focus on prayer at the beginning of the year. And so we focused on prayer. Then he says, I want you guys to focus on the families because as the spirit of God is poured out, the Bible said in the last days that the hearts of the fathers will turn to the children and the children to the fathers. You guys remember that, right? Then he told us, he says, look, I want you to focus in on spiritual gifts. And that's where we are right now. I want you to focus in on spiritual gifts and so all these things are coming together and it's God that put on our heart. God moved on us as a group and he started to cause it, hey, what is it exactly that he wants us to do? Didn't that happen? God wants to open heaven up and speak. Has God been speaking to you? Do you know What it is that he wants, when God asks you to do stuff, it's big, it's bigger than you. When you hear the voice of God, don't sit there and try to figure out how you're gonna accomplish it. I want you to just listen to his voice and write it down on the card. Because then once you do that, it could be a little scary, can't it? You wrote it on the card and you're going like, well, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. That's great, that's a God thing, not you. We just wanna know what God is asking, what God is directing. If he could speak to a group of elders, right, that were praying, and we didn't just start praying all of a sudden. I want you guys to know your elders here at Bucks County pray every single time they gather together and they pray every year and they ask God to guide what they should pray for and God has really been opening the doors of heaven for us and we've been seeing whatever we focus on in prayer, God ends up doing in our church. But we want you to have that experience too. We want you to know that it's not the prayers of the elders, they're not special in some sort of way that they have special access to God that you don't have. No, my friends, when the youngest ones, when when that little prayer was prayed, wasn't that beautiful? If it touched your heart, think of what it does in heaven. That little voice, I can still hear it. Thank you, God, for telling me to pray. Didn't you hear that? Because she felt like, when she was picked, that God picked her. And I want you guys to understand that's what God wants for each of you. That's all he's asking. So let's go on. So the heavens opened up, right, when Jesus prayed. And it says, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. My friends, God wants to give you that peace. He wants to speak to you, wants to open heaven to you. He wants to fill you with his spirit, and his spirit comes like the Happy Meal with gifts. Right? And just like McDonald's, you don't have to just get one gift, there's always a new gift in that box. That's the neat thing and that's why this card that we're gonna have you fill in, it, it may be obsolete very soon, but it doesn't go away from the exercise we're trying to do together because the purpose of the exercise is not you put it down and now you're done. This is simply to help you to know how you should live your life from here till Christ comes. We got to get rid of this old business of just doing it our way. We need to start holding ourselves accountable. Start hearing the voice of God. Experimenting with it. What if you get it wrong? Don't be afraid of getting it wrong. Maybe you write something in the card and you think that's what God was saying, but you know what? It's actually a good thing if you wrote the wrong thing down. And you go, what? It's a good thing because now you're going to better hear the voice of God next time. You need to practice. You need to get your feet wet and get a little scared at times and try something different. Because if you just continue to be okay with mediocrity, with just sitting there and doing nothing, the time is going to come and God's going to say, Where's the oil in your lamps? And you're going to run to try to go get it, and He's going to say, It's too late. The door has closed. My friends, I don't want any of you to be lost. I don't want to be lost. You know, if we do this, we help all of each other. We're a little older now, but we're no different than little kids. You know what I mean? As we practice things, see other people do it, and it motivates us. You guys motivate me. And hopefully I motivate you. Together, it's all for one and one for all, right? You guys remember the last message, I hope. It's only a few weeks ago. God is speaking to Bucks County Church. Whether you're online or you're here in person, he's speaking to you. Heaven is opening to your prayers. Now maybe you forgot to pray over the last couple weeks. You brood of vipers. (laughs) But you're here today. I still want you to fill out the card. I think God can speak to you. He can do fast food delivery. But you know it's always better when you when you've labored and you've prayed and God's put on your heart. Maybe he's saying I I want you to get involved in one of the ministries of the church or uh, maybe there's a ministry that you don't see is really happening in the Bucks County Church. It's not gonna change because of who your pastor is or who your elders are. I mean, maybe you'll get one that really pushes people really hard and gets the whip out and all that. Maybe, but is that really what you want? Wouldn't it be much better if we were like the children of Israel when they had to be held back because they were giving too much? Or do you want to be like it was when Solomon's son, Rehoboam, comes and he says, oh, I'll, if you thought my father's whip was bad, my pinky is worse than him, right? I mean, <laughs> do you want that kind of leadership? No, we want to empower you. But we want to make sure that you're hearing from the right source. We don't want to direct what you do. We want him to direct what you do. There's a huge difference, and I believe that he speaks to you. And so, my friends, what then should we do? Well, what are some of the gifts of the Spirit? Prophecy? Yes? You guys maybe are called to prophesy, to share the word of God? Last week, Sharon had invited you guys to help get some of our packets out to the community. You know what the packets are that we made? Anybody know what packets we have? They're invitations for what? Upcoming Upcoming events. They let people know that this church is here for more than just having a Sabbath service. This church is here inviting them to health cooking classes, right? Uh, that's coming up when. Who knows when the vegetarian cooking class is coming? April 1st, and it is not a joke. <laughs> it's not an April Fool's joke. We've got a cooking class coming up. And you know what was so cool? I saw Joanne this morning, and she sees Matt coming in, and she says, "Ah! Oh, I've got something for you. She takes off running. She comes back with this huge thing of cookbooks that she found when she was cleaning out. I mean, God does things when we move and we hear his voice, all of a sudden you start finding things that you never knew we had. Stuff that's ready, right? But the people need to get the word out. And last week, and this is not a rebuke, but only three people, I thought it would all get done and we'd have to print more. Three people went out last week. She said she was waiting up here at the front and everybody went out the back. Guys, in the packets, there's only 20. There's 20 of them. You don't even talk to anybody. You literally take the packet and hang it on a door and there's a map that tells you exactly where to go and you just put, how long would it take you to put 20 pieces on 20 doors? We're not talking a lot of time. We're not trying to make it really difficult. Do you understand? And so we have how many packets left, Sharon? We have eight packets left. I'm hoping that eight of you or maybe 16 of you want to take 10 each. I don't, I don't care how it gets done, but I'm hoping that you guys won't flee. So what we did is we, we got smarter. We're moving Sharon to the back. <laughs> So, as you leave, all you got to do is grab one of those packs with a map. And guess what? You look outside and you go, Oh, but it's raining, Lord. Guess you didn't ask me to do it today. It's not going to rain every day. And here's the good news the paperwork doesn't expire unless you hold on to it too long. But if you can, within over the next week or so, choose what day works for you, what time works for you to spend. 10, 15 minutes maybe to just hand these onto the doors, maybe someone's gonna hear the prophecy of God, the spirit of God, so you'd be a part of that spiritual gift. Are you following? What's another spiritual gift that we read about? Serving, wow, serving, what are we about to go do? Anybody know? We're gonna wash each other's feet. We can practice that spiritual gift of serving. Now, some people don't like to wash each other's feet. Is that true? Feet can be dirty, nasty. Um, Some people's feet look different. (laughs) Some people have calluses on their feet and things in their toes and all that, right? But guys, it's not about that. Really, it's not. I don't want you to picture whoever's feet you're washing. I want you to picture that you're washing the feet of Jesus and the one who's getting their feet washed, I don't want you to picture the person who's washing it, I want you to picture Jesus washing your feet. Guys, Jesus is offering you, you go, Lord, don't wash my feet, they're not clean enough for you. God says, who told you that I was looking for clean feet? He wasn't. Jesus didn't go to wash the feet of those that are already clean. Jesus went to wash the filth off your feet to let you know who he is. You know, sometimes you don't want to do the work because it's dirty, it's hard, it, it might be difficult. Foot washing is a reminder of the work you've been called to do. You've been called to get into the dirtiness of people's lives and serve them. As refreshing it is for you when your feet are cleaned and washed, you know that feeling you get? Oh, I feel so good. Maybe you women having the pedicure, manicure, I don't know what it is, some kind of cure. Jesus wants to give that to you today. And he wants to give it to you every day. So what you're doing right now is just practice, not to sit there and go, oh good, I got my feet washed, I'm good until next communion. Up until next communion, you should be going out and using that gift of the spirit to serve others. Are you following? What should you do? I could keep you here all day, go through every gift, but I'm not gonna do that to you. I wanna just jump you right down to Luke chapter four and verse 18 because Jesus knew exactly what he was called to do. Luke 4.18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus is speaking. Now this isn't John. This is the one who's greater than John. He says the spirit, the very spirit that came down in his baptism in Luke chapter 3 is still in his life, still directing his life. And it says, because he has anointed me, Jesus knew exactly what the spirit did. He anointed. You've been anointed. Every one of you. How many of you have been baptized? Raise your hand. Okay, so you've been baptized by water. Have you been baptized by the Spirit? Please don't think that you were done because you got wet. Now you need to get the blow dryer out and get some fire in your life, amen? God's anointed you to do what? what did, we're disciples of Jesus. You want to know what Jesus is doing? He's telling you what he's doing. So if you're a disciple of his, if you're a child of his, you're going to do the same things. This is the fruit that God is looking for you to produce, to preach the gospel to the poor. What does that mean? Give them good news. Tell people that Jesus is your Lord. Tell them about what he's done for you. What else? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Yesterday, Jennifer and and myself, we have Elder Jennifer there, we were able to go and anoint someone, amen? But what we saw there was we saw that that anointing process brought healing to the whole family. They were so thankful that we were there. We could have been there much longer, too, because they just enjoyed having us there and the prayer was so meaningful to them. It brought healing to them. We're praying, it brings physical healing as well. And we've seen that here at Bucks County Church. And we're gonna see it again and again because the Spirit of God is here, amen? What else? To proclaim liberty to the captives. Guys, we've got a message of liberty, amen? Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Does it sound like Jesus had a mission? Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. When you come to church, do you know what you're coming to do? Someone's coming here with depression. I'm just telling you. Someone's got depression. Someone's got anxiety in their life. Someone is worried about a family member. Someone is struggling over a child. Maybe they they need some wisdom. They need some guidance. And someone is, is just dying for you to come alongside of them and use the gift of the spirit of knowledge of the right word to say in that moment, uh, the, the knowledge of interpretation of tongues to be able to commute, communicate properly to a woman, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> or to a man. God is wanting you to do something, to come to church with a purpose. If you weren't here at church, would anybody miss you? And I'm not saying the kind, you know, we all have the courtesy miss you, right? But I'm saying, would, you, would your presence be missed? Are you contributing to the church in such a way that someone's going to say, hey, you know what, we need to pick up the phone. You know we do that in our meetings, don't we, Vernon? We, 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 we value every leader in this church, we really do. When they are not in one of the meetings, we notice. And it's not like we notice in a bad way, like, oh, it's horrible. We might make you know some comments for fun. But seriously, we miss them because they're a vital part. Everybody has a part in our meetings. And when they're not there, it's not just meeting quorum. You guys know what that fancy word is, right? It's like you have enough people so you can start your meeting. No, no, we need each one because they're a vital piece to the way that we structure and run. We need their prayers. We need their support. Their input is all valuable. Are you so missed that if you weren't here, someone would pick up and say, we can't have Sabbath school without you. We need you there. We need your input, your part. Are you contributing? Are you needed in the fellowship meals? Are you needed for picking up the offering? Are you needed for something? Guys, because this is just where we practice before we go out into the real world. This is where it's safe. If we can't have a purpose here, what makes you think we're gonna have any purpose out there? Are you following? So what then should we do I want you to pull out the cards right now because we're about to go to foot washing and you got to have these ready so get your card out if you don't already have it filled out and I want you to take a moment to write down the first thing that's very important is your name we want you to put your name on there okay write your real name too Put your name down there. And I don't care how old you are or how young you are. God has got a purpose for you. Okay? I don't want you to worry about what you write on here. You might think it's insignificant, but if God is telling you that, maybe you're a second greeter or you're going you're to help with the fellowship meal or you're going to, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. What has God been asking you to do? Write it down. Maybe you want to be a a part of a a ministry or you want to help with the the young adults or the youth or whatever, write it down. What has God been telling you to do? I want you to fill it out, okay? And as you go to wash each other's feet, I want you to drop this with your tithes and offerings. Where are those baskets? They're going to be in the back? They'll be in the back. So you just fill it out, drop it in there. You can close it like this if you don't want anybody to see like that. It's okay. Just put it in there. Put it in there, okay? And what's going to happen is we're going to take these and we're going to pray over each and every one of them. I'm going to give it to our elders and we're going to pray over these. And we're going to ask God to help you to be able to be more fulfilled in your life, to have a happy meal of eternity. Amen? So where are you going to go? couples are going to go right into the fellowship hall okay if you're a woman and you want to do wash another woman's feet that's going to be on the other side of the fellowship hall you know that little divider right so you'll be on that side and all the men go into the library any questions we're good let's have prayer and then we'll split off for our foot washing father in heaven I just want to thank you I want to thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers, for opening up heaven for us, for speaking those words to us, saying that we are your beloved child. Lord, we want to thank you that you cared enough for us, that you died on the cross for us, that you had a purpose in your life, that when you went and you did anything, you did it because you knew you were hearing the voice of God, your Father. Lord, help us to hear his voice too. Help us to know what we are to do and to have the assurance and the courage to do great things. You said greater things than you did, we would accomplish, Lord, but sometimes I hear words that seem like people don't think that you're doing greater things. Could it be, Lord, that we're not listening to you, that we're just a bunch of brood of vipers? There were a bunch of trees that look good but have no fruit. Help us, Lord, not to be insulted by this, but help us to seek, to dig deep, to ask of you, to open up our ability, to give us gifts and to fill us with fruit, so that people would come by us and they would be refreshed in our presence, that they would grab of the fruit and they would be encouraged and that they too would start to bear good fruit. Help our church here at Bucks County to be a group of active members, where every member is valued. No matter what they are or what they do, Whether their job is that they just can discern and help guide and lead others or whether, Lord, they are the ones that are doing the the, the heavy lifting or whatever they're doing, Lord, I pray that they would all know that we're part of one body and every part of our body is important. Help us to function together with you. Be filled with your spirit. Fill us with gifts and help us to have joy and peace, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.